The following podcast has coarse language, sensitive subjects, and might give you nightmares. Listener discretion is advised. When we are born, there are always talks of who you'll take after, who you will look more alike, and what side of the family you'll resemble the most. We adapt so many qualities from our parents, some that have been passed through generations. They introduce us to this world. There are parents, however, that introduce their children to the other world, the gentle divide between this life and the next. They open a door, a door that will remain open so when they pass on, they can check in and visit. But that doesn't stop the wrong spirits from using that same door. You see, when you become an open vessel, no matter where you go or what you do, if that door remains open, they will find you. Welcome to the world beyond the veil. This is Geist. Taryn came from an open house where tales of ghosts were as common as laundry, and being scared was fun. But once these tales became reality, the fun turned to fear, and it became horrifying. Growing up, my mom was not shy about talking to us about spirits, ghosts, uh, things like that. Her favorite holiday is still Halloween. Uh, For Halloween, she would dress us up, usually as witches. Other than Halloween, she would talk about ghosts and scare us and do things here and there. My uncles, they they were younger when we were younger, around early 20s when we were born. They would always jump out with a mask on uh, called Uncle Fester. And when we would have bonfires, he would come out uh, where the cows in the field were through the bushes and chase us all around outside. And we'd always scream and <laughs> sounds really bad, but we would cry. Like we'd be terrified, but we always loved it. But her mother's interests went further than tricks and Halloween masks. Um, my mom had an interest in white magic specifically. She would always buy rocks and uh, books and uh, think about spells and talk to us about those. I would say with Halloween and all the scary stuff, uh, she definitely opened that door. Um, But it wasn't until my experiences that I actually thought that maybe this is real or maybe things do happen. A door that may have already been open, left behind by a past relative, like ash from a fire. My mom probably got her supernatural interest from my great-great-nana Wallers. She was known to be a psychic and was not very popular around the community where my nana Edie grew up. 
My great-great-nana Wallers had 13 children and my Nana Edie was one of the 13. A couple of times my mom's great-grandmother warned neighbors about their children being in danger and unfortunately they didn't listen. Some of the stories I remember my great-nana telling me about her mom would be there were two young boys that would play on the branches above a creek and my great-great-nana Wallers warned the mother that the boys would drown from the trees breaking. Her neighbor did not listen and unfortunately the two boys drowned. Another story my Nana Edie would tell me about her mom would be she had a neighbor who had eight to nine children and at night when they wouldn't stay in bed and they would get up and run around their mother would pin their pajamas to the mattress so that they couldn't get out of bed. My great great Nana Wallers warned the mother that something terrible would happen. There was a fire and unfortunately all the children perished. With premonitions running strong in her household, Taryn was not forewarned about her own personal tragedy when she lost her father at the age of nine. Me and my dad's relationship, we were very close. Uh, Wherever he was, I would go. I always wanted to be by him, trying to uh, fix the truck with him as he was a mechanic. Uh, listening to the Rolling Stones, Led Zeppelin, hanging out in the garage with him. Um, It wasn't until after my father's death that I experienced um, my first paranormal event. She noticed little flutters around the house and accepted them as signs from her dad. Shortly after my father's death, Um, We started to notice that things would go missing in the house randomly. We felt a little bit uneasy. We lived in a basement apartment at this time in an older house. We could hear noises, things like that. Things would go missing around the house. We would hear strange noises and loud bangs. But then the occurrences became unfamiliar. One night, I woke up to a noise At the bottom of my bed, there was a gray shadow-like figure looking around, touching things on my desk. My cat at the time was lying beside me and started to hiss and growl and go all fluffy. I was frozen with fear. I could not move. All of a sudden, the gray figure turned and looked at me. And at that point, I hid under my blankets. After I looked out of my blankets, about three seconds later, the gray figure was gone. But my cat was still freaking out. And then all of a sudden, I could feel the bed as if someone was stepping on it towards me with each footstep. I could feel the bed sinking beside me all the way up the side of my body. And then at that point, I screamed for my mom, and everything just went back to normal. My mom kind of chalked it up to be that I was just a young child, and it was probably just a dream. 
but Taryn's experiences grew along with her. As I got older, uh, we moved quite a bit to different houses, and I noticed that every time we moved um, and every house, I started to see things, hear things, feel things, um, and started to have encounters. So then when I was 12 years old, we had moved into another house in a newer subdivision. We had rented that house. While in this house, one of the most terrifying events of Taryn's life occurred. Uh, One night, I woke up to a white figure standing in the doorway of our bedroom, just screaming. It was her voice, how angry she was. It was a continuous screaming, and the words just blurred together. I have no idea what she was trying to say or what she was saying. Her arms were flailing in the air around her as she screamed. She just screamed and screamed. At first, I was frozen. I couldn't even speak. Nothing would come out of my mouth. I just kind of sat there staring, not knowing what to do. I started to cry at one point because I couldn't call my mom and I couldn't move and she just wouldn't stop. I eventually was able to move my body to get under the covers and at that point the bed started to shake uncontrollably. And it shook for five to ten seconds, which felt like an hour. And after that, everything just stopped. No more screaming. The bed wasn't moving. And when I came out from under my cover, she was gone. And at that point, I ran as fast as I could to my mom's room. I never saw her again. Taryn wasn't the only one that recognized that there was something very wrong in the house. So both my dogs, if we were downstairs in the living room in the same house, we could hear footsteps or creaking or doors closing, and my dogs would look towards the ceiling as if they were listening to someone come downstairs, but no one would be there. I'd be the only one home. Their terrifying time in the house was brief. And two years later, Taryn and her family found themselves in a new house. It wasn't long before she was visited again, but this time, it was different. Around 14 years old, and we moved to another house. This house is very old, old farmhouse in the middle of nowhere. Me and my mom uh, and our relationship, unfortunately, wasn't the best. We would constantly fight over stupid things. Around that time, I would spend most of my days at my aunt and uncle's house across town. One night, I returned from my aunt and uncle's house to my home. The next day, the whole family was going up north to the cottage. I came home to get a good night's sleep and to pack my bag. Me and my mom got into another big fight. 
I went to bed pretty upset and angry, and so did she. And yet again, the night was interrupted. I was awoken to a small white figure to my right walking towards me. Smaller outlined figure was white and glowing, sort of see-through, and it was walking towards me. I was so scared. I, I didn't know what it was or who it was. It wasn't making any noise or anything. I sat up in my bed to leave, to run, and at that moment, I felt the covers pulled down off me and I felt something touch me on right under my chin and it pulled my face to look to the left. And at that moment, I saw another larger figure, much larger than the other one, uh, white, glowing, sort of see-through. And right when I looked at it, even though it was touching me, I felt immediately calm. I felt comfortable. I wasn't scared. And I heard the words, be good for mom. And at that moment, I knew it was my dad. And I wasn't scared anymore. I actually pulled the covers back up myself, lied back down and fell asleep. And when I woke up in the morning, that's when I knew that I 100% believed in paranormal activity and spirits. This unexpected encounter led to a realization for Taryn. It wasn't until the next morning when I told my mom what happened and I was thinking back about it and I knew the larger figure was had to be my dad but the smaller figure six months prior my dad's father's mother passed away my nana Kay. and when my parents split my father actually lived with my nana Kay, and i would go to her house every other weekend when i would visit my father I definitely feel as though it was my father and my Nana Kay who visited me together. I think they were trying to tell me to stop fighting with my mom. Um, There's a lot of tension and stress in the family because I kept going and staying at my aunt and uncle's and my mom was getting upset about that. Um, And just constantly fighting, it wasn't a relationship that a mother and daughter should have. And I think my dad knew that if he came to me and told me, then things would hopefully get better. And they actually did. This beautiful message from her father, Anana Kay, helped Taryn through her teenage angst. And things got lighter. It held the darkness at bay. But then the darkness prevailed. In between the ages of 14 and... 17, um, there was a couple other instances of activity around me. When I was staying at my aunt's house, I woke up one night to a black figure standing outside um, the bedroom door. 
shadow person is the perception of a shadow that takes a human form. These entities have been known to be mischievous and evil, and have been reported to physically attack the living. The origin of shadow people are unknown, but it's been theorized that they are not human spirits, and they could be of alien origin or entities that have been roaming this earth forever. It was just an outline of a tall, what looked like a man, all black, about six foot, and it just stood there, didn't say a word or anything. I saw a similar one to that also at my grandmother's house, um, standing at the end of the couch. Same thing, black, just outline of a person. They just stand there, and then it turned, and then it was gone. When I told my aunt this that I saw in her house, she actually went to a psychic, and the psychic told her that she had three spirits in her house and that two of them were bad. It's just a little creepy. (laughs) Even after hearing this news, Taryn was brave enough to stay at her aunt's house one night, alone. I was babysitting my younger cousin. Um, He was about nine months old, and I was home alone, and it was one of the first times I was babysitting him alone. They have a motion monitor right at the end of their staircase, and anything above the staircase on the second floor, if there's movement, it will flash green. And the dog kept looking up the staircase and whining. And we were down in the living room and I kept seeing the motion monitor flash green as if someone was on the second floor. And I kept hearing the doorknobs turn. And so I actually ended up calling my aunt and asking her if she was outside the front door trying to get in because I kept hearing the doorknob. And so I thought maybe she was at the door just trying to open the front door or something. And she said she wasn't even close to being home. Um, So I had to change my younger cousin and I took him upstairs and I had to pass by two bedrooms and their dog Murphy followed me. And when he passed by the same bedroom where I saw the spirit before standing outside the door, he stopped immediately, tail between the legs, and wouldn't even walk by the room, even when I called him. And so I slammed the bedroom door and locked myself in there with him. I called my aunt and told her she had to come home as soon as possible, because I had no idea what was happening. After composing herself in the bedroom, Taryn found the courage to open the door. It felt quiet, oddly quiet. The dog just sort of sat there. And when I said, let's go downstairs, he was super happy to go downstairs. The monitor still would flash green when I was waiting for my aunt to come home. But I that was probably the first time other than the old lady yelling at me where I was actually scared. feel that maybe I pick up on things because I'm just more open to things. I'm very neutral when it comes to these sort of topics. Also, my mother growing up, scaring us. 
I mean, I've been <laughs> probably like scared way more than the average five-year-old. Also, I think maybe my great, great, great nano Sarah Wallers, if she was psychic, um, maybe I just have that sort of intuition like her. I have had dreams before where weird things have ha would happen and then, um, but you never really know. It's sort of, it could just be a dream. I generally, my mom always told me 3 a.m. is the witching hour. Um, I had a close family member pass away um, just at the end of August and a week before he passed away, I woke up four or five nights in a row at exactly 3 a.m. I do believe that there's something. Um, I do believe that spirits or souls can communicate with us here. At the end of the day, we don't really know what's out there, why we're here, what really happens once we leave this earth. Um, but I'm definitely open to it. I'm open, in, open to new experiences. Um, most of the time, I kind of wish something, like something else would come visit me just because it's been so long. Like, is this real life? Did this, you know, you kind of think you're going crazy, but then other things happen and it, you just think that maybe there is something out there. I hear a weird noise at night. I don't even move. I pretend that I'm asleep because I'm worried if <laughs> I turn around, there's some old lady yelling at me or something. I don't know. <laughs> Because of social distancing, I've conducted most of my interviews using a phone. While editing Taryn's interview that she had sent to me, there were constant sounds of someone in the background whistling. You may have caught it a couple of times. I texted her about it and she replied, My grandpa whistles a lot. I was in his room while we were recording. But he passed away last January. <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. If you have a story you've been hiding, submit it to us at geistpodcast.com. Geist is written and directed by me, Daniel Matar. Original score and sounds by Bo Jensen. Geist artwork is by Jake Carruthers. Special thanks goes to Sarah Hahn and Taryn Bales. Follow us on Instagram at geist underscore podcast. And don't forget to subscribe and rate Geist on Apple Podcasts. It helps people find us. Thank you so much for listening and sleep tight. On the next episode of Geist. Initially, there was, you know, a paralyzed sense of panic. You know, is there someone in the house? I'm home alone. You know, in that moment, both possibilities are terrifying because either there's someone on the other side of those doors that is physically in the house, or there is a entity that you can't see that is trying to enter those doors.